This week on the Lord of Grantham podcast, we break down Poldark Season 2 in its entirety. We analyze the power rankings to find out who had the best season and who had the worst season. We saw a lot of good characters come in, we lost a few great characters, and things in Cornwall are looking very interesting going into Season 3. And things are looking very interesting going forward for the Lords of Grantham. So let's find out all that and a lot more this week on the podcast. It's the end of season two of Poldark. How's it going, Corey? It is going okay. How about you, Dave? It's good. Can't complain. About to potentially get a nor'easter, which is uh, not, <laughs> a, not something a I'm thrilled about. A boom cyclone, they're calling it. A boom cyclone. That uh, sounds like a new metal band. Or a ska <laughs> yeah, band. <laughs> Gotta be down with it, bro. Uh, no, bomb cyclone. I'm sorry. A it's bomb, like cyclone bomb cyclone is definitely... It. Well, it still could be new metal, could be ska, could be... <laughs> It could go either way. Uh, so be safe with that one. Uh, northeast, Dave, wherever yes. you travel. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, I'm... northeast of the United States affects no one else probably listening to this podcast. But you know what does affect everyone, Dave? Some dramatic, dramatic news came out today. Not entirely unexpected. This is something I was expecting. I'm surprised it didn't come earlier. What is it? Tell me. I don't know if you're ready for this one, Dave. Uh-oh. What? Down Abbey, a new era. It's been delayed. Oh, no. Until when? Till May 20th in the U.S. Oh, that changes things for us, doesn't it? Not only that, they delayed the... It was supposed to be a day-and-date release worldwide for Down Abbey New Era. It was supposed to come out, you know, March 18th. Now it's coming out a full 21 days earlier in the U.K. on April 29th. Oh, So there's going to be spoilers galore out there <laughs> for Down Abbey fans. So it's May, so, May 20-something? May 20th. Wow, at least they dropped the news on us now rather than tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was just six hours ago that this news came out. Um, so yeah, it's a full week before Memorial Day uh, for that movie. And uh, I mean, this is not surprising to me. The Omicron is still very virulent, virulent, virulent out there. And old movies are t- t- targeted at older audiences, such as Down Abbey, people have not been returning to theaters to, to see them. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just been struggling to gain any kind of traction. You look at the movies the past year, it's only been comic book movies that have drawn people or event movies. So I understand why they would like to wait out because, <laughs> you know, according to all reports, Omicron is hopefully going to subside in the next month or so. Don't let, take me on. That's just what I've read. So that's what they're hoping for. I assume. Wow. That's some, not my, now my brain's doing the. <laughs> The, gymnastics. Yeah, the Galifianakis hangover, Jeff. All the, the math equations they're going through. What do we do? Well, I mean, we can jump to the conclusion where, you know, we had put on a, a poll on our, our Instagram over the weekend of people want us to return to Downton Abbey and cover that following the season of Pole Dark, or if we want to cover the Gilded Age. And uh, do you want me to reveal the results right now, Dave? Because it, it was overwhelming. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, people want us to return to Downton. <laughs> the, the demand is strong. Uh, and... The thing is, we wanted to return to Downton in lieu, or in service of, rather, of the new Downton Abbey movie, but it doesn't make sense for us to, to knock out season six if 
the movie yeah, spoiler is alert, that was what months. we were going to do. We weren't going to revisit the whole show. We were going to do season six and then the movie, and then mm-hmm. uh, then jump into movie two, New Era. But yeah. it's with all due respect to Downton Abbey, which is our bread and butter, I'm not going to spend the next three months doing it. Especially, and I'm just going to say this, I'm getting DMs asking about the Gilded Age from people that are have been curious. Oh, think, you, they're, they're beating down your doors too? Oh, yeah. Not just the podcast door, but personally. <laughs> your household people are uh, attacking you? Oh, yeah. Saying, yeah where's the Gilded Age? knocking down the door. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll, I'll say noted male supermodel Zach Miko asked me what our status on the Gilded Age is. So, it, Well, we got a winter weekend ahead of us. It may be time for us to do a quick pivot and just start doing some real-time coverage of the Gilded Age. It will, it will wrap up by March, giving us plenty of runway to return to Downton. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's good. That's good news. Good, not good yeah. news because I'm excited about this movie and, they're, you know... I think it's good news that people don't have to... <laughs> hopefully less people have to worry about their health so much to go see the new Downton oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. So that's, uh, yes, and maybe next week we can just do a Bing, bing Bang episodes one and two because it premiered it yes, uh, Monday. Yeah, it did premiere Monday and people are literally accosting you, Dave, to ask about the Gillage yeah, so for your own protection. I think the sooner we get to Plus it, the Plus size male model, Zach Meek, he's like 6'10". It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like Kane knocking on my door. I don't want to be dealing with this. No, no, he, he, our good friend, yeah, he will attack you. <laughs> um, well, that, that I mean, I don't know what else, other news you're seeking out there. I mean, when we wrapped last week, there was the news about uh, Prince Andrew getting further disowned by his family. Uh, Bye. You know. <laughs> and, and then there was that story about Meatloaf wanting to attack Prince Andrew at one point. He said he wanted to throw him into a moat. <laughs> yeah, uh, not good news for him, for anyone who cares. Um on that note, though, I I think we can just get back to Poldark, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've been riding with us for a while, this is nothing new. This is our end of the season breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get into our power rankings, both of the season and overall. So, uh, where do we want to? Do we just want to talk the basics? What what do we? How does? How's, yeah, I mean, let's just start with how did you feel about the season overall, Dave? Season two, how did it compare to season one for you? Just your general takeaway. I think this did something that I, a lot of the shows that we have watched don't do, which mm-hmm. is it did a really good job spinning the fates of some characters. And I think our power rankings reflect that in a way that is strange. And we'll okay. talk about that when we get there. And, I, and I'm talking about, of course, George and Francis and their, the flip-flop of those two. It's almost like the tale of two halves here uh, with what goes on. And see, yeah, in season one, Francis is getting trounced the whole time, and in mm-hmm. season two, he's kind of before he passes away, um, he is kind of on a high, oh, a personal high, at, and and George is the well, flip he, size. I mean, after he tries to kill himself at the top of the season, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, hey, it's about the end game, and I guess the end game is he does pass. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, but jo- George, on the other hand, in season one, we kept comp- we, we, he was undeniable. He was like the monster heel in the territory who's coming in and he's just outsmarting the good guys every chance he gets. In season two, he's just getting it handed to him to the point where mm-hmm. he spends the whole season as a background plot learning to box and then gets handily <laughs> almost thrown, speaking of Kane, thrown into the fire. 
Is, is that Loki one of the best subplots of season two of Full Dark? Is George trying to learn how to fight? Yeah, and then he, bragging about it to his uncle. He's like, look, well, I'm a fighter now. And then just getting beaten every time he gets into a fight to the point where he nearly gets thrown into flames, as you were saying, in the last episode of the they season. They destroy a whole bar. You know, they really left a lot of meat on the bone there. I, I, it would have been fun if they just actually lit George on fire and then he had to walk around. Just like, flailing? Yelling, yeah, flailing, asking for Kemp and Tankard and everyone to come help him and put him out. <laughs> sorry, and sorry. He, and then he um, comes back like like Kane and the Fiend. He's covered in ash. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's all marked up, George. He's he's ready to go again. He's a horror movie um, villain. He's Freddy Krueger. That would be great. Can't put him down. Yeah, yeah. It only it would only take Aunt Agatha shooting him to actually put him down. And um, that wouldn't even. It'd be like the end of Halloween Kills. He just can't. He can't put him away. No, George is unstoppable. Uh, well, let's talk about George for a second. I, I mean, so yeah, Francis. Is, it's kind of a, a tight story there, in, in that. He, he kind of finds himself again, and mm-hmm. then he's gone before we know it. He leaves us with the, the note to, to George that you stay away from my family, and then George immediately steps in. Mm-hmm. And for this season of George, he takes some L's, he takes some W's, where, where he doesn't success, succeed in putting Ross away in jail, or was it to death, right? The death penalty nope. they're trying to invoke. <laughs> Ross is very much uh, alive. Right. And he does succeed in taking over wheel grace for whatever that's wheel leisure oh wheel leisure i'm sorry there's too many wheels going on uh and he does succeed in getting elizabeth's hand in marriage not before ross uh, gets in there but that yeah, uh, tbd on that how that plays out right it, it, it seems like in his own world george is doing just fine but i don't know he's a little bit in the middle he, he's, he's not a complete uh winner i'd say no because he, he has the, the seeds planted for the warligan bank but at the same time, mm-hmm. he can't. His pettiness gets in the way so much, where he is so obsessed with Ross, and Ross keeps winning. And I think that yeah. just infuriates him so much that I think George is going to have a tough time really blossoming as a man. But this show did turn. Francis was kind of a blowhard last season, and he turned around to the good side. So who know? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. All of our fans that have watched this you show. You think George could turn it around after wants, wishing death upon Ross, stepping in on Francis's territory, taking down his portrait and stuff? He's going to do a lot of legwork to work pro, his way this, back from... Poldark's like pro wrestling. He's gotta, it's got to be a gradual, slow turn. I mean, to, to that point, uh, we saw Ross at his worst in this season, and then within a couple episodes, we were just like... It's okay, Ross man. Can we ever hate you? <laughs> Can we just try and uh, work past that somehow? It's like a, a three-month uh, heel turn just to sort of sell some T-shirts and put a guy over, and then he realizes, I love I love you people. <laughs> or you well, people I mean, love what me. Is, <laughs> what, what is Ross's trajectory this season, really? Aside from trying to grow his hair back in real life, because at the beginning of the season, his hair oh, yeah, is... Yeah, he's got his gold bloom wig on in the beginning. That's um, not good. It, what his, his season is sort of fail, 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 fail. And then kind of start seeing success, but not before he embarrasses himself and almost destroys his marriage. Yeah, empty success that comes at the end of it. Yeah, it's sort of that's the the emotional component. And I want to say he grows as a man, but I don't know if he truly does. We have we have to see him act on that. He recognizes his problems, but he has yet to sort of blossom out of them. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. 
we he finally has by the end of season two reckoned with his feelings for Elizabeth. I think he knows where he stands with that. He's got an all out of his system. She L- she is literally. not <laughs> right, quite literally. But she's not the one for him. He knows that it's Demelza. It's taken us two seasons to get here, but I think from now on it should be a committed relationship between those two. I hope. Um. So so there is that. But uh. Yeah, you know the the fun, funny thing about this show is it's hard to like trace like season long arcs mm-hmm. like they so neatly put into Downton and stuff. It, it really is just like plot turn, plot twist after plot twist, and maybe that's a, a result of the the books and, and trying to follow those and compress maybe more into a season than that was in a single book. So Ross is just you know he he's still up for a fight. I'll give I'll give him that. And he is, can't he, keep st- him down. is he undefeated? I don't think he's. Lost yet, really? I, I, like a fist fight, at least? I, I don't think he's lost. They got to bring in a heavy for, for next season. That'd be great. <laughs> someone who could actually beat him. Uh, I mean, I don't know why George doesn't do that. Just hire someone who's like really strong. But didn't uh, his cousin was who uh, who died in the boat uh, explosion? Oh, yeah. That guy, yeah, whatever his uh, name was. Let's see. Sanson. Yeah, he was strong. I will say, think, just uh, saying that out loud, I feel like the free trader subplot is kind of left on the wayside after the after the the Dwight and Caroline wedding bit. I mean, it didn't seem. I think it's almost didn't seem closed it, it, all the way. No, but I think it's there just to kind of further drive a wedge between him and Demelza. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just personal; it's also professional business and everything. Like to show his disregard for what she thinks of everything. I think mm-hmm. so. It, it serves a purpose on on that end. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's just kind of there. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of things that this show just kind of does, just because, you know, keep, keeping people busy, but giving Demelza that job as a as a, you know, a vet, birth doctor, or, nurse, yeah, yeah, the she's, extra hand, Dwight. Yeah, she's just like the person around town who the the, she's a jack of all trades, if you will. Right, a and I guess that trades. falls what. Yeah, I guess that follows what was in the book, but at the same time, it just feels like, well, we just got to give Demelza something to do. We got to fill up an hour here. Yeah, we need to <laughs> give her some backbone so she's not just uh, Ross's foil for all of his yeah. uh, emotional growth or lack thereof. But I mean, uh, you know, just talking a little bit more about Demelza, she, I think, has probably the most clear arc of people in the season, though, where. All season, I think she's gradually losing trust in in, in Ross and, and losing faith in him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, and people kind of periodically check in to remind her, like you know, he's worth it. He, you know, especially after we get past the first two episodes where she, you know, he gets off gets off of, you know, getting murdered or get, getting hung or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything should theoretically be okay, but it, it's not because Ross is still beholden to Elizabeth and, and all them and. We finally get there by the end of the season, but you know we're back on sturdy ground. But it it shows a lot about Demelza's character, how she is willing to put up with a lot of crap, you know, because she's a strong-willed individual, and, mm-hmm. and so is Ross. But it really is like a trial by fire for her, and she comes out all the stronger for it by the end of the season. Yeah, and she and they both kind of well, I mean Ross m- much more so. They both dip their toes into infidelity as a way to feel good or to find meaning, and they realize that it's mm-hmm. not good. Ross goes wow. all the way, but Demelza's kind of trying to flex to see if this will absolve her soul in some way or make her feel even. And it's mm-hmm. it's good to know that 
that none of these characters are so steadfast and perfect because I feel like a lot of shows that try to make their heroes straight shooters kind of make them like their their code of ethics will just Altruistic. get them to the the top of the mountain yep. but this show even with Ross and Demelza shows that complex characters with sort of straightforward motivations can still be flawed which I, I enjoy yeah and you know we've talked about some of the heavies there I guess the other two you know major characters in this season would be uh, you know almost like Verity was a big focus in the first season she takes a bit of a backseat this season with, with Blamey she, mm-hmm. she's off with him so we get a lot more of Dwight and Caroline in focus Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that that is a bit of a season-long arc, but, I mean, it's hard to call it that when every episode is just her saying, well, I have to leave now, and then returning the next episode, and it's yeah. like, oh, hey, it's you again. <laughs> I mean, you, you called it. I thought well, the first time she left, we, she might be gone for, for a while, but mm-hmm. you're right. She She's like, I'll be here back in three months when the next yep. episode begins, so don't worry about me. I'm going to come back. We'll handle this. And, and as much as they tried to play out the will, they won't. They, not for a second did you ever think that they won't. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the it doesn't matter how they're going to get there. Exactly. Um, entertaining, though, entertaining diversion, though, from all the, the Ross and Demelza drama, though. There's some, something a little lighter weight mm-hmm. to keep you going. You know, is there something to be said about the fact that Ross's success comes at the hands of sort of compromising? Because the whole time mm-hmm. he's looking to hit copper, and... He's not satisfied with copper, and then he winds up with tin. And at the end of the season, he seems very happy with the fact that. Do you think he's lost so much that this is the the compromise he's emotionally reached, or do you mm-hmm. think it's just sort of haphazard, lazy writing that money is money? I want to say it's lazy writing. I mean, it's based off the, these books here. Well, I mean, the I, books I think, can think, be lazily written. It's not all. <laughs> I. I, I from my understanding, like the value of tin maybe has increased because they're about to go to war mm-hmm. or, or or something. Because it wasn't as valued earlier when they're when they're looking for it. I think if they had just done a better job explaining why it matters so much now, you know that tin all of a sudden is, is relevant to them. Mm-hmm. I mean that that, that would have been helpful, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think too. Do you think there's copper much. beyond the tin? I truly don't care. As much as this is a show about mining and, and miners. Mm-hmm. As long as Ross has got the money coming in, I don't care what kind of metal it is. <laughs> okay. It's twisted but metal. Ma- I mean, he's gonna get he's, he's gonna get some crazy metal and gems. Yeah, it will be some wild metal. My bet is on Mark making a, a third return. I don't know. I feel like we've. Did, I don't know what the purpose of that was. Just to be like, well, he didn't know anything. All right. Well, the the trend trend glory or whatever that that path. Mm-hmm. That wasn't where they found the tin, right? No, they they just happened to find it after a lot of mining. Yeah, after they lost uh, so many people. Was it Ted? They lost Ted. Yeah, rest in peace, Ted. Rest in peace, Ted. We have met Ted, and and Fort Francis yeah. fell into the puddle. Dave, what 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 is probably the your favorite moment from the season? If you had to choose one, this is the season where Ross and and. Fran- uh, not Francis Ross and George fight in the bar and like destroy the bar, right? Or is that season one? Yeah, I'd say that that's like a, that's a great moment. Yeah. Or like happy happy Francis was pretty great. Or or I mean Judd coming back from the dead. Yeah, the resurrection of Judd still stands out in my in my mind as one of the high points of the season. 
uh, I mean, by all accounts, he was left for dead. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Jesus, his body went mi- missing. And then he was back. And, and, the, and the, they keep referencing it throughout the season, like, they tried to kill me. <laughs> and he, he's going to get his vengeance. Uh, that was low-key, like, I wanted to see him get his vengeance. So when they had that mob going at the end of the season, I was all in. I think that was a pretty great finale. Like, a great punch at the end. A lot of... Because we, we do say this show does kind of bleed. There's no season-wide arc, but this is a, a real good way to end with the uprising against the uh, George mm-hmm. at the expense of Elizabeth yeah. and Aunt Agatha and all the people in that house. Yeah. Jeffrey Charles. And, and, yeah. And, and, like, there's funny moments throughout the season, but nothing that actually makes you laugh. And that moment of Judd's return was actually like, oh, this is actually hilarious. <laughs> like, this is well, a, this how it should happen. just drinking in his, his death clothes. Yeah. That was handled so well. You kind of wish there was more moments of levity like that in the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I, I mean, second to Judd, as you were saying, though, Francis's like, come to God moment of, of everything is great. <laughs> that was that was, that was that was fun to, to live through. <laughs> now, if, if Francis never died mm-hmm. or lived through this season, would the Ross and Elizabeth tension continue to stew or do you think the positive relationship between Ross and Francis would would kind of put a mute on his feelings towards Elizabeth I think Ross is in a good place with Elizabeth by the time that Francis uh, passes and I think his feelings for Elizabeth are only inflamed by her interactions with George Mm -hmm. so I don't think it would have become much more if Francis had stuck around okay I agree I agree because I feel like they, there's that moment where like the four of them or five of them with Verity and, and Blamey, so six mm-hmm. of them, are all kind of hanging out and it's like, yeah, okay, I could get used to this, but no, nope. yeah, kill Francis. I would have, I would have loved seeing Ross and Francis like tag team as like partners to like fight George and I don't know Tankard or some other it's too, uh, person it, with it's them. Too good to be true. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, we've been going on for like 20 minutes now. Well, 15 or so talking about this. Do you want to get to these power rankings? Yeah, let, let's let it rip, Dave. Okay, so if you've been here before, you know the drill, but if you haven't, quick rundown. We put point values to our power rankings. The higher we rank you, the more points you get. The lower you rank, negative points. So if you have a great mm-hmm. week, positive three. Bad week, negative three. So on and so forth. And then we even them all out, tally mine, add Corey's, and we have the whole season. So all right. let's just do the overall, because I feel like this is a... This is fun. Mm-hmm. Going For both seasons combined? This is season two, and then we'll do seasons okay, one and two see. combined. Okay. Um, number three, going down, so the third worst performer, season three, with negative nine points. Do you, you want to mm-hmm. take a gander at who that might be? Uh, hmm. Is Francis down there? I mean, he died and everything. <laughs> it's not so Francis. It, it can't be... It's not Francis. Uh, I know I had Tankard pretty low on my list. That's it. Tankard. Tankard's n- number three going down? Yep. I mean, he doesn't win much this year. He, he's kind of just George's lackey who, t- who just gets, you know. He's brought in to be like legal door. advice, and he winds up being like his gopher and his, his errand boy. Yeah, his best man. He's put in charge <laughs> of killing Judd. Right, and then even assembling a, a crew that can like convict Ross doesn't even see it through. Nope. 
he was a fun addition to the season. I did enjoy his presence. Like just having that, you know, right hand semblance of just evil that he was. And, but even towards the end of the season, with with uh, George throwing him at Demelza, that's a uh, and and he sort of doesn't want to do it, and he's only doing it out of duty. Right. I think he, we're starting to see some potential growth for this. This is a sort of, you know, to Comic go foil. To go to pro wrestling, this is sort of a million dollar man in Virgil. Like there might be some explosion going on here pretty soon. What? The, oh yeah, the babyface turn from George tanker. He says enough is enough. It's time for a change. I'm going to. I mean, it really starts to feel like George is alienating everyone by the end of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they try to set his house on fire. That is true. All right, now let's keep uh, moving. The tanker's got enough of our time. Negative or mm-hmm. second place in the downwards, negative fourteen. So six, uh, five point jump. I'm assuming because of all the L's he eats from losing to Ross and fights and it's it's George. Not quite. Oh wow! Is it his wife? It's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth has the second worst season. Wow. I mean, she has a pretty rough season all the way around. I mean, she loses her husband. Uh, she marries a dirt bag, She's and she also has already cheated on the dirt bag with someone else who leaves her <laughs> all uses alone her and abuses thereafter. Her. And then she get, ends the season with Jeffrey Charles, her son, getting sent away. I don't think they're, and her mom basically how... almost dies. She's brain dead. Exactly. Out of out of vanity, it's not like she she has an aneurysm or a stroke because she's mm-hmm. like helping her grandson or something. She does it because she sees people trespassing on their property it's the most vain way to have your life fall apart that's so rough yeah my heart goes out to elizabeth hopefully she can turn around a little bit in the next season yeah i know in the lords of grantham lounge there were some comments saying i believe it was Haley that said you, you got to feel for liz she she kind of put her heart and on the line and, and lost and mm-hmm. you know we we want to think more of her but we do need to take into account that at this time the women don't have all the power so Elizabeth kind of is dealt a bad hand and it does not play, does not know when to fold them. No. So number one going down all the way, it's got to be George, right? Yep. It's a minor jump. Negative 15 is George. This man, mm-hmm. he starts the season try, trying to put Ross, get Ross killed, and he ends the season with a mob trying to set his house on fire. And Ross <laughs> says, back away. Ross controls man this man's is- fate. Yeah, this man is trouble. No, no matter where he goes, he's either inciting it or he is creating it. George, maybe just you know, be like other rich people and just keep your hands out of things and just let other people handle your business. You know, you don't have to be so involved. Yeah, you don't need. Who cares what Ross thinks about you? You make him money. He's yeah. making lots of money. He has a bank. He's got Wheel Grace that was turning in money. Like, come on, Wheel Leisure. Wheel Grace is making ten. Oh, I can't keep up with these these names. Okay. Well, who's going up then? Okay, so we got a tie at number three. Positive ten. I think Verity was pretty well liked last time, right? Not enough. Maybe it's Blamey? Not, nope. Did he even show up this season? I, I think, I mean, I think oh, no, you he have him on the a couple times. He did. Once. Yeah, he he sees Francis again before he goes. Mm-hmm. Or uh, before Francis goes. Yeah, very much... Uh, disappearing act on his part I don't know I don't know who's number three Dave so it's a tie positive 10 between Judd and Ross one and only I mean aren't, aren't they they're kind of similar when it comes to it at the end of the day they like the drink they're kind of dogs that, 
yeah, they go out on their women, uh, and uh, they're kind of loud and angry. So that that sounds fair. Yeah, I mean, Judd has a definitely a net positive because he almost dies and he rises, mm-hmm. and then Ross is a. You know, if he didn't do what he did to Elizabeth, I think he'd be winning the season with strong colors. Because as we said, that moral yeah. compass, he's that straightforward guy. Then we, nope. Yeah. Is it a big jump to uh, number two? It's not. It goes from positive 10 to positive 11. Huh. Prudy? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's the next best thing next to Judd. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. Captain Henshaw does pretty well for himself. Uh, Caroline or Dwight? Nope. Neither of them. Wow. Francis? It's Francis. I mean, Francis he is a beam of light. until he falls into that, that pool. He flew too close to the sun, you know? He couldn't, he couldn't have it all. What a good guy. Rest in peace. Yeah, Francis, great power. season. And num- number one, p- positive 16. It's got to be Demelza. Nope. Really? She's like the MVP. Demelza ends the season with positive three. She was a total wash for me. Wow. All her goods wow. were okay. outweighed by her bads. Wow, okay. Um, Prudy again? Nope. <laughs> uh... Is it Dwight or Caroline? It's Dwight. It's Dwight. Wow. Caroline, Caroline lines down. up with positive five because there's those episodes where she's just not okay. there. But Dwight. Sure. After making a man kill his wife. We're all about dishing out positive points to men who who do bad, uh, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally do bad things to he women. didn't do anything bad to Mark's wife. To she, she, yeah. She I mean, made her, her bad. Thing, exactly. Because Mark was the one who did it. But with Dwight, though, I mean, the one thing is there's something noble even when he's taking a, a, a loss. Mm-hmm. When he, he doesn't help, uh, agree or, or doesn't show up for Caroline to run away with her, it's because he's helping friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the guy just can't lose. He, he's always just in the right when you look at it. That's true. That's true. He's. I, I mean, I agree. He's very high up. I think it was mostly my points. I had him at positive twelve going up, and no, no demerits. You had him at positive four going up. I'm pretty even keel with a lot of my uh, uh, people performing. Uh, Francis was my top person at six, mm-hmm. and then Elizabeth was my worst at number uh, negative six. Yeah, I had Elizabeth. With, uh, at, let me see where is. Well, she matched Tankard actually for me. I had Elizabeth, Elizabeth <laughs> at negative eight. I think I'm a lot harsher than you are. <laughs> hey, I just try try to keep it even keel. I had to give uh, you know votes to. Uh, the the was it wheel leisure investors this season mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know i try to be holistic with my, my evaluation yeah here. i mean the free traders are on the board right now yep we have some interesting so before we even get to the overall which is the combination of season one and season two do you want to guess how many total characters are on our power rankings for poldark after 20 episodes 35 close 36? I mean, not, not not like one away. It's 42. Wow. Okay. And that does include... Went there. Um, Jim Carter, you know, the guy <laughs> who throws poop and gets sentenced yep. to death. It's a lot of people. By the way, before we wrap up these rankings, would you say season two is better than season one, or how would you rank them? 
I think they might be about hand in hand. I think I need to see more of this yeah. show to and to to make that kind of judgment. Call. They feel like almost of a piece of like one continuous story. Yeah, they seem like Downton Abbey seasons four and five. They're like sure. one yeah, kind yeah. of big story that has to be answered. Hmm. I can see that. All right. So I think that the between season one and season two that rankings really did mess with each other so that this the overall for mm-hmm. the whole show is strange let's go let it, let it rip so the the third worst performing person in pole dark number three negative negative six mm-hmm. that's two bad weeks who do you think it yep. is you got a guess i don't know just let's just run through them run through them it's uncle carry warligan yeah I mean, he barely even showed up in my rankings for this season, so I think that just that's, carries over. That's how from, much back and forth there is, how much uh, 50-50 booking there is of these characters. I mean, whenever Uncle Kerry shows up, he's just grumbling about something that George didn't do right, or he's just unhappy, so that that tracks. He's trying to get you know Queen Elizabeth to get her stuff together. Queen Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the crown, yes. And number two, negative nine, Tankard. All he needed I was mean, a bad the, season. I mean, wh- what are you supposed to do when you call this guy in as your ringer and he doesn't do anything he doesn't that ring. he's billed Boy to do? Ring. Yeah, not it. Number right. one, negative 21, Miss Elizabeth. She's had a rough go, and especially with how bad Francis was during season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hard times out there. And then those people who are just, you know, digging holes in her lawn. Not great. That, not a good life, no. So on the positive, positive 10 points. Mm-hmm. You said it was named before. It doesn't show up much in season two. It's old, Blamey? It's old Captain Blamey. The curious oh, case. Man, he is yacht rocking out there somewhere in the world just cruising with his boys on a boat. He's not even home for his child to be born. He has his daughter go do that. Yeah. He got a positive vote for me, uh, James Blamey, the, the boy who's just happy to be there. <laughs> That's, you know, let him have it. Yep. At second place, positive 16, Ross. Well, I mean, he took a huge hit. Uh, uh, or, well, he didn't He didn't jump as far ahead as you'd expect uh, this season, but, mm-hmm. yeah. And first place is... I'm surprised, a- Blame, I'm surprised that Blamey is ahead of Verity, by the way, still. Like, I mean, as much as we got Blamey, I guess Verity took a few L's. This season, I feel like we could have done with more Verity. I, I feel like we didn't. Have, I, I feel like I, 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 Agatha saying that, but like I could have used some more uh, Verity. Yeah, where's Verity in our lives? Well, number one's a three-way yeah. tie. Ooh, positive seventeen. Between, mm-hmm. already mentioned, Doctor Dwight, okay. Demelza, uh huh, and Verity. Oh wow! Okay, so Verity is up there, huh? Okay, I mean that's a strong three. I that's mean, big, it seems it's a like power trio. They, they are people who fight for what's right, so all the more power to them. Indeed, truly. That's uh, So those are our rankings. That tracks. That's interesting. And you know, we, we, we've mined the data, and this is what we found. The best. Yeah, it'll continue to evolve. Dwight, Verity, and Demelza. The worst, Elizabeth. Okay. Standing alone. Now, Dave, Dave I don't know when we're going to get to season three, but do you have any predictions for where season three will go? I know whenever you Google Poldark images, you see Ross in that uniform. So I don't know if when that uniform's coming back on him, or they're just talking about episode one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about that. I think he signed see, those like, papers. 
I don't know. I, th- I think whenever you see images like that, it's like, is it from the first episode or not? I don't know. Season three, I'm predicting more copper is going to be uh, is going to be mined. Or no, 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 more tin rather. I don't. And I, maybe some copper. maybe copper by the end of the season. I'm predicting Mark. More Mark. He's coming back. Okay. And th- is that a hot take? I think. Uh, That's not a hot take. It's I've been saying all season. Who's the season. father, who's bring the father of Elizabeth's baby? Oh. I think it's George. I think it's got to be George, just for the the. George would George would go bananas if it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it will definitely be a point of contention, maybe if he's the father or not, uh, uh, Ross. But I could I could I see it being a few months early, and Elizabeth mm-hmm. has like labor pains, and Ross comes running in saying, "My child is about to be born," and then we see George blow it up then. Only to you know what's more likely is we come back and it'll be ten years later and she the, the child's fully growing. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> just and George is dead. Time. George is just long yeah. gone. He's left. Yep, he lost in a fight long ago to Ross that they refer to in past times <laughs> that we didn't see. That th- it's like Rocky and Apollo, mm-hmm. like we didn't actually see it happen. Exactly. You just exactly. see Jeffrey Charles is like, who won in that fight between you and my, and my Godfather? Ross is like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One's buried six feet deep. It's not me. Uh, that is season two, folks. Mm-hmm. If you have any lingering questions or anything about it, just let us know, or we'll talk about it. We're going to come back to Poldark. We're oh, enjoying yeah. the I show. Mean, that's the thing. People have been asking us what the plans are, and, and I think everything that is in the, the salad bowl of Lords of Grantham topics and shows and stuff We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Don't, be patient. This is a marathon. We're not in any rush, you know? These things are out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's that. You been watching anything good, okay. Corey? Anything on the air? Uh, have I? Uh, I watched Encanto finally over the weekend. It was, well, how was you it? Know, I, I haven't watched it yet. It was it was good. I learned about Bruno and, and why they don't talk about him. And it was it was short, surprisingly. It's that thing, again, where the movie says it's an hour 45, hour 50 minutes, and then it's just like 20 minutes of credits, so it's a lean 90. Mm-hmm. Always love that. Always respect that. Okay. Um, but uh, I, was, oh, I was watching that new show on Amazon, um, the one with the people who are on the spectrum. It's like a, a drama, a comedy, dramedy show. Uh, Is it scripted? Uh, as we see it. Yeah, it's scripted. Uh, they actually have uh, autistic somewhat autistic actors uh, I think they're playing an exaggerated version of it uh, on the show uh, in the lead roles but um, it comes from Jason Cadams who did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood which are two of the best shows or some of my favorite shows I've enjoyed watching so I was like okay yeah I'll give this a shot they're half hour episodes it's on Amazon and uh, yeah so far it's pretty good Joe Montana is in it he's really good Fat Tony (laughs) okay yeah I recommend it so how about you, Dave? Well, there's something that we both watched that we are going to be talking about for Patreon in just a moment. Uh, to yeah, celebrate, if you're interested. To celebrate the life of Betty White, our, our, our fans asked us to watch something. And, you know, we could have gone with some Golden Girls episodes, but we went with this sort of revival era. We watched mm-hmm. The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. So we will be talking about that shortly here and uh, after, and it will be for our Patreon uh, subscribers to hear us talk about yeah, um, if you watch, have any, you watched? I, I watched. I've been keeping up with what's on. That's that's been okay. so. I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. Okay, I watched my my main man Boba Fett. I think I I've watched that. There's this article. I, I feel like the Boba Fett criticisms are some are, are out of line. 
like saying he talks too yeah. much because he didn't talk at all in Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and Return of the Jedi. It's like, that's enough. Hush. The man talks. What do you think? He's just silent all the time? Uh, honestly, like, the way I take this Boba Fett show is like, I never asked for it. I'm just glad it's here and I'm just enjoying what I got. This is not something I was like hoping for or expecting or anything. It's just like, oh, this is just nice that it has and it's just more Star Wars, Star Wars which, sorry, I'm, I'm okay with, with that. <laughs> I, I do think, though, because there's this one article and I shared it with our, our, our little Star Wars group chat saying, like, get mm-hmm. off of Tatooine and it makes the point that there's only three episodes left to wrap things up. And I said, yeah. oh, no. Like, there's so much well, left to do in this show that... Well, he, he over took Jabba's like you know place and so it makes sense that they're going to stay on Tatooine because that's where his base mm-hmm. of operations was so I don't I didn't expect them to go anywhere else but I mean we got we got some good some good uh character actors showing up and then Danny Trejo shows up with a rancor keeper oh, I think yeah I'm it's hard to it's not fun. enjoy so to all the haters exactly. that say Boba Fett is bad yeah also they they Whatever. sort of revealed what the big story of Peacemaker is in episode three and it it's oh yeah pretty cool i think you would enjoy it i need to catch up no no rush though as i mean we'll see how the season plays out but as of this moment it's pretty cool all right all right you heard her her, here first Um, it only took him 90 minutes to get to what the hook of the season is but eh, we're here gotcha all right well on that note we will be returning next week likely with the guild age yeah i mean we'll try to keep up episodes one and two we're just hopping on the train uh so yeah, we'll catch you next time on the pod. You know where to find us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, Lords of Grantham at Gmail, merch on TNT Public that we just need to update. Mm-hmm. And uh, Graphic designers, hit us up. Anybody. Yeah, we'll keep pay. it rolling. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the pod. Yeah.